Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Barely Bookish Podcast. Today, we are continuing on with the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe with my cousin Allison. Hello. We are starting with Chapter 7, A Day with the Beavers. So the Robin is fully flown out of sight at this point, um, and they realize that they are, in fact, completely lost. I mean, they trusted this Robin just based on how vibrant it was or something. Yeah. They were like, Robin's always like, seems seems like a good vibe. Yeah, they're like, it checks yeah. out. They seem like the most trustworthy bird, which truly, I agree. Truly. I agree. I think they probably might be. Maybe an eagle, just, you know, being an American. American? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I trust that eagle. Yeah, with your life. I'm obviously. a patriot. Yep. <laughs> so then there's like a beaver in the corner and keeps like motioning for them to come closer and they're like are we really about to like trust this beaver dog or what's up with that so we find out that the beaver is a friend of tumnus and he's going to take them to aslan but not before susan says let's go home again yeah honestly fair it's cold it's winter i'd also want to go home I just said, Susan, please shut up. <laughs> yeah. Get Respectfully, shut your mouth. Susan, always willing to go home. Yes. So, yeah. The beaver brings them over to his house. Um, Not sketchy and at all. Everyone, yeah, literally everyone is just willing to go to anybody's house at this point. Right. Oh, but he does. he does show them the hanky that Lucy gave tumness so yeah that does kind of help i guess legitimize the situation i suppose he could have stole it but you know (laughs) but we just trust we just trust any talking animal which Mm -hmm. we do learn is probably a good way to go for the most part yeah well maybe not maybe not it's a 50 50 shot i guess just like the Mm -hmm. real world Hope and a prayer, apparently. Yeah. So everyone is complimenting him on his ability to build a dam, which is really cute, in my opinion. When he's looking um, at them, like, hey, isn't it nice? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine it as like, like, have you ever been to someone's house and they built like a piece of furniture or something? And it's like hanging together by a thread. And it does not look good, but you can't be like, ugh. So you have to be like, wow, it's so well built. So stunning. I love what you did with this. That wood varnish is so good. Yep, exactly. It's kind of like when, I don't know, like, you know, that like stereotype of when your partner does like the dishes or something and they're like, see, I did it. Uh huh. Look. Yeah. Can I have a compliment? Praise me. Yep. But it's funny. It it was so So, cute. The way it's written is cute too. Like he looked at you like, what do you think? (laughs) Yeah. We find out that Edmund is still planning to turn everyone into the queen. And I'm like, what a dirt bag. What an a-hole. Yep. So when they get to the house, um, we find out that Mrs. Beaver has been sewing, which is super cute. 
Um, precious woman. I love her. Love that. I, I visualize this in my head as like a one room house, like a studio, basically. I don't imagine that there's any other room. So I just imagine her like at the dining table sewing away and then having to put her sewing machine away whenever she wants to like make food. It's kind of giving Hagrid's hut in my brain. Yeah. Which I feel like that's kind of what it looks like in the movie. It's hard because I just, I I just watched the movie right before I watched this just coincidentally. Mm. So that doesn't really help me, but (laughs) yeah, I did not see this. Uh, I don't remember this scene at all. Like, we're past the parts of my memory, so. See, that's why I was like, how? How? When we were watching this, yeah. and Mike was Mike was remembering stuff that the beavers said. And I was like, I didn't even know there were beavers in this movie. Like, I totally forgot about it. I mean, I've, obviously, I had seen it before. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't remember any of this movie. I remember, like, the lamppost, obviously, and... Like a little bit of the White Witch and, you know, the triggering parts, probably. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I remember, like, the big highlights. Mm-hmm. And he was, like, pulling out of his brain things that the beavers were saying or whatever. So that's why I was like, what do you mean? Yeah, I didn't know. I did not remember beavers at all. So after that, uh, Mr. Beaver decides to go ice fishing for dinner. And, like, morally, I have some issues with this because, like, what draws the line between uh, creatures being able to speak and not humanoid creatures? Because, like, I don't know if I could ever eat anything again. Like, I'd feel like I'd have to become a vegetarian very quickly. So you're, like, you wish you knew if the fish could talk? Maybe the fish can talk, too. The trees can talk. Yeah, the fish, I'm telling you right now, if the fish could talk, vegetarian. Actually, I don't know if like, the trees talk. I think the trees just listen and do things. I don't think that we. I don't, I don't know. think they. I don't think they speak. As of now, in this recording, I'm like a quarter of the way through the next book. It, I'm reading mm-hmm. them in publication order, and we talk about the trees yeah. a lot. Feels like, feels like there's something mm-hmm. special about them. Yeah, but yeah, it'd be kind of weird to. <laughs> to fish a talking fish and then eat it. I don't know. Yeah. Like, they don't say the fish could talk. But, like, I don't know where that line is drawn yet. So I'm very uncomfortable. Because, like, we know that, like, all the animals can talk. So, like, deer I don't think talk. the bird. I don't think the bird talked, though. I don't know if it wasn't talking or... Or it just didn't say, like, I don't know if it can't talk or if it just didn't say anything because the beaver didn't talk until they were in the clearing either. That's true. I guess that's true. Yeah. Like. In the, in the second, I'm reading Prince Caspian's second in publication order and mm-hmm. there's a talking mouse. So I don't know where we draw the line. Yeah. That's a good point. I did not think yeah. about that. That is a little weird. Yeah. A little weird. I I mean, yeah. Maybe they're I all like vegetarian. Are... Oh no, they're eating fish. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> that just completely fell apart right after I said it. It's fine. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just. I I feel like I can't get too deep into the thought experiment because then I'll revert to being a vegetarian again. Um, and I don't really want to do that well, because I already have meal prep food. 
True. Wait till wait till you finish that and then become a vegetarian again. Just kidding. <laughs> you can hear it's a lot of work. I can't I can't have a gluten allergy, a garlic allergy, an onion allergy, and then also be a vegetarian. Like I have to pick a problem. You know what I mean? Yeah, pick one and stick to it, man. Stop adding yeah, to your truly. problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I feel like I mean, obviously the 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 animals that talk or they're supposed to look a little different. I feel like they say things like maybe I'm mixing up my books, but I feel like they look a little less like they said that they could tell on their face too. Yeah. I'm not explaining that well. Like I feel like there's a vibe. So maybe there's some that like don't that are more wild and some that are not. I might be mixing up my books. We also have Mr. Beaver drinking beer, which I think is wild because that implies that there are animals that are like own breweries. (laughs) There is a grocery store somewhere. Yeah. Well, he could be making his own. You never know. I guess. I never know. Maybe one of those guys that has a little little, uh, fermentation thing going on in his basement that we, you know, his midlife crisis project. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's interesting that that implies there is breweries somewhere. Be wild, dude. Drinking with the a bear. Narnia adult retelling through the roof. I'm sure. Oh yeah. Is it just the magicians? Maybe. I don't know. I don't think we know enough about this world, and honestly, by the end of the book, you don't know a ton about the world either. Yeah. It really kind of gets wrapped I mean, up pretty quickly here. Yeah, I feel like you can't bog kids down with that either. Yeah, they were just like, beer, cool. Yeah, whatever. Parents drink beer. This beaver can drink beer. Don't know how his liver does, but whatever. (laughs) I mean, animals can drink alcohol. Just. I know they have like. Should they? No. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I know there's, like, cat wine that has, like, catnip or something in it, I think. Oh, my gosh. Speaking of, I just watched Shrek 2 recently. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, again, I'm, of course, I've seen it before. But in Shrek 2, when Puss in Boots gets uh, handcuffed and they find catnip on him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still have seen that new Puss in Boots movie. I did not see that. Honestly, the Shrek franchise is so strong. I read something once, and I have not packed it myself, but it was something like that it was um, like a feeder project for... It was like the trash project they didn't think was going to succeed at DreamWorks, so if you were like demoted, you got put on the Shrek project, and then it ended up being like funny. so funny and so good. And uh, anyway, this isn't really relevant. I just thought that was so funny this weekend, and then he gets like pepper sprayed with like yeah <laughs> that's not important i don't know why i have to share that but i was great it's important that. i think the shrek franchise is something that will live in my dreams forever dude shrek one or shrek two yes i love all of them no but I'm which you gotta pick you gotta pick which is better just between the first two Which one is the one that has, um, no, Shrek 2, because that's the one where uh, Prince Charming tries to marry Fiona. Yeah, the reason that one will stay in my head forever is because we had the special disc 
with the after like the karaoke? Um, what with the karaoke no we had the one with uh print the fairy idol CD. Yes, yes, so could, like, it's Simon Cowell. Simon Cowell. It wasn't karaoke. That's what it is. It's like American Idol. Oh my gosh, yeah. my my brother and I used to play with that too. This is so yeah. not important to what we're talking about. It's fine. It's whatever. Yeah, that was the best bonus feature ever. We actually played that. Yeah, we played that constantly, dude. Shrek two like, wins every time we saw the movie. Yeah, yeah. Pinocchio like, saying uh, Mr. Roboto. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I didn't know there was like an original version of um, I Need a Hero besides the Fairy Godmother's version Girl. for a while when I was little. I don't know. But I saw, I heard the original and I was like, hmm. Well, the reason I asked this is because Mike and I get not into an argument, but we get into a disagreement about which Shrek <laughs> is better every time we watch it. And then I'm like, Shrek 2. Yeah. Number two. No, it's, um, but number two. really, I think the second one is so much funnier. And then every time we watch it, after we finish the second one, he's like, okay, that one's better. But like he, every time we start it, he's like, no, the original. No. I think. I mean, they're both they, great. Like, they're both great. Yeah. I think what happened is number two, they were like, you know what? You guys know what you're doing. Go for it. Like number one, they were a little more reserved with it, but like it's an ogre in a swamp. You don't have to be any sort of serious with it. So funny. So unrelated so to what funny. we were talking about, but so funny. It's fine. But we're on to chapter eight. Okay. What happened after dinner? So we find out that Tumnus was in fact taken away by the police. Um, and now we're like getting more background into Narnia. So we find out that Aslan is the king of the woods. They, um, they do the rhyme that you don't like. Yep, another rhyme that I hate. So there's supposedly no way that she'll be able to stand again to Aslan, but I'm like, if that's the case, why is she still alive? Wait, oh, the witch, the witch. Yeah. Um, that's just like one of my pet peeves when they're like, there's no way she can stand against him. And I'm like, then why is she still here? Well, <laughs> there's like a theme of Aslan comes and goes. Yeah. He's not always there. I don't think that that's... Well, they explain that. I know. It's just a personal pet peeve of mine. But I think this is like, drawing on to the Bible of, like, Christ returning to yeah, probably humanity. In this case, yeah. Narnians. Mm-hmm. It's just, like, one of those storytelling pet peeves that I have, to be honest. <laughs> this is for children. Yep. It's fine. <laughs> Oh, and then Susan says again how she wishes they did not come. Yep. Because Susan's like, I really just don't want to be here, actually. She's definitely um, faint of heart a little bit. 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 So then they decide to, uh, that they're going to go, well, basically Mr. Beaver tells them that everyone's going to go meet Aslan tomorrow at the stone table. Um, and it's going to be great. Then we find out that the queen is daughter of a Lilith of Lilith and that she's uh which is Adam's first wife, which like all I know is that that's like so controversial cuz like some bibles don't have that in there, which I think is interesting. Yeah, this like, is not something I 
I was like, oh, that's the direction we're going with the story. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know it's included in some and not all of them. So. Yeah, they definitely, I mean, it, it helps for the story's purpose. Mm-hmm. But it makes it a yeah. little confusing. But it does kind of help when you're thinking about, like like I said, for the story's purpose. Because she looks like a human. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So at least she's described that way. Yeah. Just like kind of creepy. But we find out that she's a djinn, apparently. Right. So there's that. Yeah. Um, And then, so then we find out that there's whole this whole care Parvel. Mm-hmm. castle um and it has four thrones and a whole prophecy about four human rulers two sons of adams two daughters of eve which is just that you hate that <laughs> <laughs> they're going with the bible dude i know i know i just like i wanted to be consistent so bad yeah so but, bad but think about like this is at a third grade reading level or something. And I then know. being like reading about Susan, daughter of Eve and Thor, son of Odin. Like, you know, like you just cannot be like that all the time. They're going to miss the point. I know. I just, I need to get over it, but like, I'm holding on to it too much. If this was I, a new story more. not for children, I'd be on board, but you know what? We're yeah. just going to let it go. I know. <laughs> I I'm going to let it go. I, I have to accept that it's for kids. Yeah, what is, is what is the reading level for this book? Hold on. I want to know who know. it's what grade level it's meant for. I'm assuming like third to fifth grade le- reading level, like late. Yeah, I was thinking third grade in my brain, but let's see. Oh, fifth grade. Okay, apparently I have no hmm. idea what reading level is appropriate. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe because there's murder. Light murder. Like some killing. True, but I was reading Harry Potter. I read the fourth Harry Potter, I remember in fourth grade, and that that did that did rock my world a little bit in a in a very sad way. <laughs> yeah. That was the first book I cried to. I was like, oh my god, Cedric! What? Yeah. So yeah, maybe maybe that is appropriate. But it's not graphic. No, it's not too bad. Wow, I did not know that. Okay, so fifth grade for this book. While they're all listening to the beaver, they realize that um, Edmund has fully gone missing at this point. And then everyone's like, when's the last time we saw Edmund? Um, The beaver says that Edmund has definitely gone to the witch at this point and betrayed everyone, which is a bold statement. Never mind that it's true, but a very bold claim. I was saying the same thing. I'm like, you don't know him. Yeah. He's right. I was like, you don't know him. Literally. I thought the same thing. I was like, geez. It's just rich. What a choice to decide that he didn't go out to pee, that instead he betrayed his entire family. Yeah, what was his reasoning for that? He was just like, oh yeah, he definitely. I don't know if there was one. He, no, he like backs it up. He's like. Oh, he said, oh, then he like had a look about him. Yeah. That everybody in Narnia would recognize at this point. He's gone. Yeah. 
the moment I saw set eyes on that brother of yours, I said to myself, treacherous. <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, I, I, I get it. Like, I feel like a first impression is, is powerful, but I was like, mm-hmm. oh, oh, he can see it in their, his eyes that he had eaten her food. And the, the fact is that he said that, and then the siblings are like, yeah, you're probably right. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> they're like Edmund does kind of suck you're probably right yeah so then the beaver's like listen our only hope is Asland. don't try and go after Edmund he's gonna be fine because he's bait which is a bold bold choice once again fine. also accurate yeah so then they all decide to leave because they're sure that the witch is on her way at this point and then we are on to chapter nine in the witch's house. Let me make sure that I don't miss anything. Yes. Okay. So chapter nine in the witch's house. So Edmund has definitely heard where they would meet Asland and left to go tell the witch because he's like, this is important and I'm going to sneak out. And the way that he sneaks out is he just slowly backs up. And I'm like, how does nobody noticing? <laughs> well, they're being told about Aslan and... Mm-hmm. That's supposed. To, I mean, they take the time to express how everybody feels about it, which in the previous chapter about when they hear his name, mm-hmm. even though they've never heard of him before, and obviously it's like a callback. I keep saying obviously, it's not obvious, but it's mm-hmm. it shows like how each of them, like what each of their relationships with their faith is, and so they're all kind of wrapped yeah. up in their feelings there. So I could see where it's like you wouldn't even notice because you're hearing about something that's supposed yeah. to be so amazing and awesome you know yeah for sure then we're like on his journey he has no coat the sun is setting it's cold as shit um and he's just like falling down getting super scraped up (laughs) he did not think this through but he's acting on temptation right so he's not thinking What's that whole joke about, like, the road to hell is paved with good intentions? Isn't that it? Uh, I don't know, Isn't but that... seems legit. This is not paved with good <laughs> intentions. This is paved with, like, a series of red flags showing him how wrong he is, and he's like, seems fine. Well, you know, like he's, like the beaver said, he's got that look to him or whatever. He's tasted the temptation, the sin, or whatever. So he's just thinking. Yeah. Basing all his actions on temptation, which, of course, C.S. Lewis is trying to teach a lesson right now. Mm-hmm. So he gets in the house after having almost died multiple times. Um, and when he gets there, he sees this entire like stone courtyard of different creatures. And then in that... He sees a stone lion and audibly said, who could be afraid of Aslan when he's already stone? And I'm like, Ugh, maybe don't do that. He's just like not thinking straight. It's so funny too. Like on the way there, he's, you see him, he talks out loud to try to reason with himself. Yeah. And you just see him rationalize like the most Random. poorly thought so. out plan. And <laughs> Yeah. And he's like, this is he's a good like, idea. She seems like she's fine. Yeah. I'm worried. She seems like she's great. <laughs> yeah. No no sweat, no stress. Yeah. That that was kind of funny. And then he But then then what does he do to the little lion? Isn't it to the lion? 
He draws a mustache <laughs> on it. <laughs> he draws a mustache on it. That is in the movie. I know I said I wasn't going to talk about the movie that much, but that is in the movie. And I was like, that was a weird add-in. And then it was in the book. <laughs> I, was like, what? I mean, he yeah, is a child, like, but. Yeah. He also draws like little glasses. But where did he even get a marker? He just had, uh, what did they say he had? He had like a piece of charcoal in his pocket or something. Yeah. How did he have that? <laughs> like, where did he even come from? Dude. So random. I don't know. And then he was, like, thinking so, about what he was going to do when he was king. He's just such a fool. Yeah. yeah. Like, what an idiot. So then he um, gets to the door. And once he's at the door, he sees this wolf. And he's like, yeah, that's definitely a statue. Attempts to step over it. Wakes the wolf <laughs> up. And the wolf is like, what are you doing? Yeah. What's happening? And then he's like, go tell the witch that I'm here. I uh, have news about my siblings. Can you imagine how much that would scare the shit out of you? Oh, I would have peed myself right then and there. Absolutely not. Like he's apparently around what? What would we say? 10? Um, yeah. Excuse me, what? <laughs> like He's a yeah. wolf! Yeah. I fully would need so much therapy after my interactions here. Hey, you know what? I want... I want to raise resilient kids that go through some stressful situations, but they are refugees from a war to begin with. Yeah. And then we end up in this place. We get kidnapped. Now we're being hunted. The only person that they knew slash trust or fawn that they knew or trusted just freaking gone. Yeah. Ridiculous. He gets fed food that has like literal drugs in it. Yes, it's really kind of dark. It's not that dark, yeah, but a little bit. A little bit. When you think about it, it starts getting a little dark. Yeah, but face value as a child, I probably would have been like, oh no, she's evil. Yeah, that's terrible. Apparently Maybe I wasn't a deep thinker. I was not a deep thinker at that age, so. <laughs> not that so, I'm sweet now. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I've probably become a deep thinker since I started this podcast. I'm going to be so real. Well, you have to, I mean, you're taking notes on everything that you read and everything. So yeah, you're forcing yourself to think a little beyond the pages here. Plus, now that I have a lot of guests that are like more worldly than I am, I'm like seeing things where I never would have saw things before, which is kind of nice because I feel like it's opening my eyes a lot more. Yeah, you got to surround yourself with all different kinds of people. Yeah. Learn all different kinds of things. It does yeah, change it. the lens quite a bit. For sure. So then Edmund goes up with the queen and is like, you can find everyone at this address. Um, they're also going to go meet Asland. And, and that will be at this address. So He really does completely give them up. And then every time... Yeah. Oh. It was crazy. I do have to say, though, it was so funny when he came back to the witch and he was like, she's going to be so excited. And she was like, fool, slaps him. Like, <laughs> she, like, immediately yeah. turns on him. Like, obviously, she's not a good person. Mm-hmm. She's evil. But it's just one of those things where it was so funny that I, that visual of him being like, love yeah. me, accept me, and pow. 
Yeah. She's like, it's going to be so great. He's, she's going to be so happy that I'm here and love me indefinitely. And then the witch is like, that's disgusting. You're a wretched creature. Yeah, doesn't doesn't she slap him? Or is that in the movie? Yeah, she slaps him. Okay. Or I think the dwarf also slaps him and kicks him in a couple times. Like, <laughs> absolutely wild. It's so funny. He's so... So not smart, dude. I don't understand. I mean, he's a child. He's a child. I gotta remind yeah. myself that he is very, very young. Mm-hmm. But, man, seeking approval from her was definitely not the right route. Yeah. So then we are on to chapter 10, The Spell Begins to Break. So everyone's starting to rush to, like, get out of there, except Mrs. Beaver, who is just, like, calmly packing up food, putting, like, her photo albums into her bag. And Mr. Beaver's like, we need to go. We need to get out of here. And Mrs. Beaver's like, well, we have plenty of time. It's fine. Like, it'll take them at least 20 more minutes to get here, so. And what does she do back for? What? What does she try to go back for? The sewing machine? The sewing machine? (laughs) I was like, queen. Queen energy. I re- yes! She does have queen energy. She's hilarious. I just want to hold her. She's so sweet. Yeah. And then she's bringing, like, I'm tea like, sugar enough. and... <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, I feel that as an overpacker, honestly. I'm like, maybe I will need 16 pairs of underwear for my two-day trip. I don't know. Yeah, like, in case you just get violently ill. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Maybe I just pee my pants ten times. <laughs> isn't that like definitely like the the rationale you give yourself you're like you never know something terrible could happen to me she definitely does not have a capsule wardrobe i'll tell you what yeah dude my weekend trip to michigan i packed so many clothes i didn't wear because i was like i'm gonna work out every day and then you know and the only thing i forgot was like cold weather clothes like i did not have anything nice for cold weather mm-hmm. and the one really cold day is the day grandma wanted to go to church and i was like well i'm trying so hard to be a better lighter packer but it is so yeah. hard when you're going on a trip that requires it's honestly the shoes get you cuz sometimes you're doing active yeah. things and sometimes you're not or like you have a fancy mm-hmm. event to go to or whatever that's what gets you the shoes yeah and yeah and yeah. like all types of weather of course it's hard i feel like a, something like that you have to have a lot of layers but mrs beaver doesn't know anything about that yeah. she's overpacking for sure so they finally get on the road after basically pushing mrs beaver out of her own home so um so cute. Protect her. And truly. They like hustle, make it like pretty far away. Lucy's starting to fall asleep on this journey. She's like sleepwalking. And then out the blue, Mr. Beaver just like goes into a hole in the ground. And Lucy was right behind him and's like, Yeah, I've never been more awake than watching him go into this hole, trying to figure out if he actually did go into the hole. Yeah, I definitely thought that was, uh, like, we just follow anybody anywhere at this point. Truly. And then, and then they give them something to drink. Yeah, straight whiskey. Yeah, I was like, oh, all right, whatever. Probably would warm them up. Yeah. So, the next morning, 
they wake up to uh, Jingle Bells and Santa's there. So that's cool. Yeah, weird twist on this one. I don't I don't really know what Santa yeah. is doing in this whole series, but like Christmas comes up in Narnia. Like I don't Yeah. You've listened to the Potterless podcast, right? Mm-hmm. When he talks about like Easter and Christmas in the Wizarding World. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm thinking here. Like what at what point do we draw the line? I'm confused. Yeah. Because like you know, I know that there's like this whole thing about like Saint Nick, you know, where he's like a saint. Yeah. But they call him like Father Christmas. And I'm like, in the weird thing to me is like everybody's got magic, pretty much. Some magic's great, some magic's not. Like I saw this whole post about how in Harry Potter, Jesus would be the worst witch. Because like, oh, you can turn water to wine, everybody can do that. That's your, all you got. Like <laughs> Hey, he also cured some diseases and things. Every wizard can do that. (laughs) But can they all rise from the dead without a horcrux? Yeah. I just think it's funny. I don't know. It's very random, I felt like, for Santa just to be a dude chilling. And I don't... I mean, like, obviously... There I go again, saying obviously again. It's not obvious, but... Mm -hmm. I know that the gifts he gives them, I know we're not there yet, but he gives them gifts that are obviously important to the storyline as you read on. But was that yeah. the way that they had to receive those? Yeah. Maybe I'm missing I feel a like it's a little pokey. Here. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like it's just too perfect. Like, it just pushes the story along a little too much. Like, I feel like we could have done something else here to get them these weapons that they need. It's just Which, like, weird flex that it's Santa, that's all. Yeah. So Santa gives Peter a shield and sword. Susan gets a bow and quiver, which she never uses in this book. Fun fact. Oh, I don't know she if you doesn't. That. She never uses it. And, like, Santa gives it to her and specifically is like, try not to use this um, because it's a very true shot. So, heads up. Which is, like, a choice. He was like, don't worry, you silly woman. You will not be fighting. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, why did Susan even get a weapon then? Yeah, it is Lucy kind of a, gets kind of a the- weird thing. But there's probably something deeper meaning to it that, you know, I'm missing, of course. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I need to consult a priest and be like, why? Tell me why. No, I want to talk to you about a different book. Not the Bible, but... Um, <laughs> have you read Narnia? Read like the first Narnia. <laughs> I honestly don't know if it's Catholicism this is based off of, or just general Christianity. So I'm not really sure where to go. I think. Well, let me see. He's, I mean, because Catholics, Lewis. Catholics are Christians, but Christians are not necessarily yeah. Catholics. So, just Christian. It says Christian. He became a member of the Church of England. Somewhat to the disappointment yeah. of Tolkien, who had hoped he would join the Catholic Church. This is from Wikipedia, uh, a very scholarly source. I trust him. He There's wanted those divorces. Be... <laughs> There's supposed to be a... Um... <laughs> it's supposed to be an interesting story how he became Christian, though, because something about... He was trying to avoid 
having a denomination and then he ended up becoming Christian. Hmm. He wanted those divorces. Does he have a divorce? No. I know. That's just why the uh, Church of England. <gasps> this is sad. Was... He got married and then she died like four years later. Oh, that sucks. Wait, did he die then or? Oh, he got married very late in life. Huh. Okay, we don't have time for this. <laughs> I I am down the rabbit hole. Okay. It's fine. So Christian, we know at least he's Christian. It's like Angelican is yeah. what they're saying on here, I think. Okay. So Lucy, though, gets a healing potion and a dagger. So like the most important things are this sword that Peter gets and Lucy's potion. And, and then Edmund like, is cold. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Edmund doesn't get shit. They're not, he doesn't even say like, give this to your brother, you know, like nothing. Yeah, which kind of made me sad, but also, you know, he like kind of deserves it. Also, apparently Santa can see the future, so that's interesting. Oh, and then he gives out a cup of tea to everybody, because that's what Father Christmas Oh, and like does. a whole little meal, too. So cute. Fancy little meal. I, I kind of like that. I, I like that Santa's in it, in a way, because it's just sort of unhinged. Like, what is he doing here? <laughs> it's just so random. I don't feel like... Is there any deeper symbolism on this? I feel like someone's probably done like an article on it. Someone's gonna come at you and be like, you shouldn't have had her on here. She doesn't know anything about this story, apparently. He symbolizes the benevolence and bounty that Christianity has to offer. Okay. Uh, I'll take that. Okay. Sure. It's fine. Just like, think it could have been done in a different way, but I kind of love that... Santa's like, I live in Narnia. <laughs> yeah, just chilling. I love that. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. D- could it have been done differently? Yeah, but. Whatever. Why not? Why not Jingle Bells out here? Yeah. I like it. So, the thing that about them not that Susan and Lucy can't be in warp. And then he's like, it's a terrible thing when women have to be at war. I'm like... But battles uh. are ugly when women fight. That's what he says. I'm like, battles are always <laughs> ugly, period. But okay. It's a different time, man. Different time. And then we got chapter 11, Aslan is near. My favorite thing about the way I wrote this, though, is I always put it um, as CH period 11 during this recording. So mm-hmm. it looks like it says chill. Aslan is near. Chill. And it makes me laugh a little. <laughs> Chill. Chill, bro. Makes me laugh a little. <laughs> yeah. So the works. witch is being an absolute ass- asshole to uh, to Edmund now. Silence, fool! <laughs> yeah. She says that. <laughs> said, she used to call him a fool and an idiot. <laughs> he said, please, more Turkish delight. <laughs> and she goes, silence, fool! Smacks him. No, I don't think she smacks him again. Yeah. She definitely does hit him at one point, though, I swear. Mm-hmm. I don't swear, because I can't find it in here fast enough. But No, she definitely does. <laughs> and then she gives him some dry bread and a bowl of water. She makes, like, a dwarf bring it out to him. And then calls him a brat. And then tells him if he doesn't eat it, he's gonna regret it. And that she'll, like, kill him. <laughs> and he's like, my life is so hard. I struggle so. 
So then um, while this whole thing's happening, she tells the wolf to go to the beaver's house, kill everyone. And he says this, she says this right in front of Edmund and he doesn't say a single thing about it. Like there's no internal monologue, nothing. I know that Edmund has a character arc. We know this. Yeah. But he really has to fall hard, dude. Yeah. He's just... He's in the gutter at this point. I mean, it's probably out of fear, and as we need to keep reminding ourselves, he's a child. But if you were going to kill my brother... I only have one sibling, so... If you were going to kill my brother... I don't think I would be okay with that. No. (laughs) I wouldn't just be like, sounds good. I'm terrified. (laughs) I mean, I don't know. At least say something. Like, if I was chilling and a witch is like, oh yeah, I'm gonna murder your siblings, um, I think I'd cut her. I would actually just commit a murder. This story would end a lot faster. I, I don't know what I would do at age 10. If, if that's even his age, we don't even know. But yeah, I would like to imagine I'd at least sass her. Like, sass her, man. Yeah, something. Defend your siblings at least a little bit. They're, she's, <laughs> I just don't understand. She's like, go kill them. Kill them all. Yeah, and he's like, la 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 la. like, oh <laughs> shit. That sucks. Yeah, nothing. No panic whatsoever. Just like sitting there munching on his bread. I mean, I guess this is going to solidify how bad sin and temptation can be. Yes. But it's funny that he's just, like, sitting there absolutely freezing and, like, soaked to the bone. Mm. And that's what's making him start to regret portraying everyone he knows and loves. I'm like, that didn't happen, you know, earlier. It was, like, that moment? Okay. And then he's like, oh, everything I said to myself to rationalize the situation was definitely false. Yep. The wheels are turning in there. Just really slowly. Really slowly. We Very just gotta boil up those gears and get going. Yep. Yep. He is a child, so, but I guess. No excuse. Uh, now the White Queen knows that Father Christmas is in town because of a group eating together, quote, in gluttony in her opinion. Um, no, this is the they, cutest like, little picnic. Travel. <laughs> There's, like, a whole bunch of people just sitting together. Like, I'm imagining, like, a tea party table, kind of. And all these, like, little forest woodland creatures are just sitting together. being really cute. They're, like, sharing little cakes and things or something. It is so... And then the squirrels are using forks. (laughs) Yeah. So cute. cute. So cute. So then she's like, oh, Santa was here. Yeah. So... She's like, where did you guys get this food? And they're like, Santa. And then <laughs> she's like, Christmas. what? Yeah. She's like, what the fuck? And then she turns <laughs> them all to stone for saying Santa. God, this breaks my heart. <laughs> that is a choice. A strong choice. But I hope Aslan like, comes and finds these like woodland creatures later. Because otherwise they like are the only people stuck in stone. Unless her magic disappears with her. I don't know. Well. We know that they spoiler that they get changed back but yeah i was thinking the same thing i'm like i hope they like somehow locate these people these this group because they're way Mm -hmm. out here they're not on the battlefield (laughs) they're just he was like 
they said something about him being the squirrel being frozen mid fork to mouth. Yeah. Like he's still chowing down. Like when they like unfreeze, frozen. do you think they get to like finish their meal or God, I hope so. Yeah. Do they have to recruit Santa to find everybody? I don't Santa's only in it for that little bit, and then there's just like no other explanation. He's like <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's very random. I don't know. I'm sure, like, there's animals all over the place that go everywhere. Like, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm in the next book, and they have squirrels run messages and stuff. So it's probably like cute because they're fast and crazy. Yeah. So it gets to a point where the snow has faded away. It's super warm. Her sled is getting stuck in like gravel and dirt. They cannot make it any further. And it says, for the first time in this story, Edmund felt sorry for someone besides himself. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We just got there. Just now. We're on page, on my copy, page 62 of, like, 100-something. But I have a weird version without pictures. So we're, you know, figure about 60% of the way through. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And now he feels, like, not great that other people are having terrible lives. Yep, and then this this sled is whacking all over the place. So in your copy, does it say sled? Or does it say sledge? It's a sledge. I did not know that that was a thing. I didn't think that was a thing either. No, I had no idea. I just kind of like rewrote it in my brain. (laughs) I didn't like it, so I just changed it. Yeah, I was like... "Mm." Is it like a mix of a sled and carriage? Yeah, I gotta know, because, yeah, so it's, it, a sledge is a heavier sled used for moving freight or massive objects. Okay, good to know. Is the queen a massive object? Boom. Anyways. <laughs> but, well, I don't, yeah, good point. What? Um, yeah, I felt a little silly for that. I was also thinking the same thing. I'm like, ah, they just mean sled. Like, I didn't look it up. <laughs> But I was like, I thought about looking it up and I was like, whatever. I thought it might just be like a, like American versus British situation, but no. Yeah. Fair. I guess we just, like all things with the English language, we just decide to get lazy and just always say slay or slut. Fair interchange everything even though that's not the point of different words but it makes it easier for us (laughs) truly truly so she calls the dwarf her slave and uh says that she doesn't need his counsel i was like oh my god and then tells him to tie up edmund and like hold him by the end of the rope yeah and then he whips him which is wild Yep. Yeah, he whips a kid, um, and then they're, like, running around trying to make it there on foot to this stone table. Which is a very funny visual, by the way. Yeah. What an interesting walking party, Mm -hmm. truly. Mm So, um, then there starts being, like, a bunch of flowers and birds chirping. And everything's getting warm. 
Edmund's like, glad I didn't have a coat. This is great. Because then he would have been tied up with his coat, so he couldn't take that off either. Oh, right. Makes sense. Yeah. His mistake has paid off. Yep. So then um, the witch says that if either of them mentions Aslan again, they're going to be instantly killed. So there's that. Yeah. You think we're a little threatened, maybe? Yeah, just a wee bit. Just a little bit. But that is the end of where we're going to get to today. Allison, um, anything you want to shout out? Um, Nothing to shout out. I just, I'm liking this book. This book is so much better than I thought it was going to be. I don't know why Truly. I had low expectations, but it's just so cute. And I'm excited to talk more about it. Me too. So listeners, we will catch you next week with the rest of the story. Bye. Bye.